welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are off to the West Coast for a vacation with Ina and Jeffrey, California to be exact, and to be more specific, they are staying in Napa Valley, which just sounds fabulous, really. Um, How is everyone? How is everyone doing this week? I hope you're all having a good week and staying cool and staying safe. Not too much to report on my end. I've also been attempting to stay cool, temperature-wise, that is. Uh, My social calendar has been very busy as of late, and I'm not saying that to brag in any way. I'm more of a homebody at heart, I guess, uh, a sort of introverted extrovert, if you will. I don't know. I, I feel like in the summer, every weekend is booked, you know? There's something every weekend, and you just look at your calendar and they're like, oh, and it's always fun stuff. Like, I, I love my friends, and I love, uh, you know, hanging out with them, but I, 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 I just feel like there's nothing more freeing than being done with work on Friday and knowing that the weekend is your oyster and that there's not really anything planned. And you just have a little, I guess it's all about control. And I have a lot of it, I guess. Um, that was a Janet Jackson reference for Keon, if he's listening. Or, or anyone else who loves Janet Jackson. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I love that feeling of, you know, you have two halt, like solid days plus Friday night to just kind of do whatever you want. And I imagine, you know, I imagine that's how Ina feels when her and Jeffrey first got to Napa Valley. Uh, how's that for a transition? Um, I've, I've, I've only been to California a handful of times, really. Never to Napa Valley. But it sounds great. Like, I do like a winery. I think I was just, like, railing against wineries or something. Like, I, I don't... It's like I don't go crazy for them, but I do love them. Like, the weather has to be nice. And um, I just don't know enough about wines. And I know that's not even, like... That's not even a prerequisite, really. Like, it's just, like... Let's go get drunk for the day and taste wine and, and buy shit. And um, I think my I think there has to be snacks along the way. And some, you know, wineries, you know, I, I bet we went to the Finger Lakes for my mom's 50th birthday and that was fun. And it was like sh- terrible weather. I was going to say shitty weather, but it was. Um, but we still managed to have a good time. And I think some people have like crackers and, you know, stuff to kind of munch on. But I I do enjoy like a winery or a vineyard that has like, you know, the full experience, like let's taste some wine and then let's eat somewhere that's very scenic and fabulous, you know? So anyway, um, this is a great episode. This is, this is a part of that whole series called like Barefoot and Napa. Um, I don't know how many episodes there are. I feel like there's at least five or six because, uh, you know, her and Jeffrey, uh, they rented a house. That's how she says it in the intro, uh, which I guess we should get into. So this is Back to Basics, Barefoot and Napa, Season 8, Episode 2, and this episode is called Good Stuff, or Good Stuff. I I feel like the writers were running on fumes the day they came out with this episode title. It's like, eh, just call it Good Stuff. (laughs) It's like the most random episode title, but you know, uh, they're doing their best. So anyway, let's let's get the show on the road here, shall we? So Ina begins, she's walking through this like beautiful wooden gate to the house and she says, Hi, I'm Ina Garden. My husband Jeffrey and I are having a vacation in Napa. 
We rented a house. He's working on his book, which he loves to do, and I'm going to have a food adventure. It's a gorgeous day in Napa, and I'm cooking California style. I'm making roasted asparagus and prosciutto with easy hollandaise sauce. Then I've got a date with the fabulous Tyler Florence, who's sharing his secrets for making the perfectly cooked porterhouse steak. From there, I'm heading downtown to San Francisco to the ferry building to shop for a surprise, no, well, sunset picnic in a vineyard, excuse me. Jeffrey's bringing the wine, and I'm bringing the easiest no-cook picnic. It's Barefoot Contessa, California style. So there we have it. It's a busy day. I feel like uh, that's, that's like the perfect day in Napa. Hang out with, oh my goodness, I have so much to say about Tyler Florence. I just think he's so handsome. It's like a lot of people go crazy over, over Bobby Flay, but like people forget about Tyler Florence. I just feel like he's like the nicer version of Bobby Flay. I just feel like Bobby Flay is mean. He might not be, but I just feel like I've heard enough. I feel like anyone who's famous is mean, except Ina. Um, so anyway, we start with this Napa vacation lunch, which is, uh, she, start, she starts out by the saying that she says, one of the things I love most about vacation is Jeffrey is we actually really get to spend the entire day together. He's usually in New Haven. I'm in East Hampton, which is very cute. I feel like this is an opportunity for them to sort of, uh, you know, reconnect, I guess. But then in the intro that we just heard, she said, Jeffrey works on his book and I'm going to go do this other stuff. But for today, they spend most of the, well, they don't spend most of the day together. They're actually apart for most of it. But anyways, they're dividing and conquering, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, so she is making roasted asparagus with prosciutto and easy hollandaise sauce. The asparagus are beautiful. The asparagus that I usually buy, I joke with Keon and I call it shoestring asparagus because it just depends. Like if you go to Whole Foods, you're going to get like, you know, top-notch asparagus, but I don't, I don't have time for that. And I don't want to spend like $70 for like asparagus. I know it's not that much, but still, you know what I mean? Whole Foods is expensive. So we go to Aldi and we get asparagus and sometimes it's thick, but most of the time they're thin. So when you roast them or, you know, however you prepare them, they usually get a little bit thinner and they're just like, it's almost like noodles in a way. Um, so, but these are the opposite of that. They are beautiful asparagus. Asparagi? Asparaguses? I think asparagus is fine. Um, and as she's, she's sort of like using a, like a potato peeler almost to get like the, you know, those little, I almost called them thorns, but they're not thorns. You know what I mean? Just to get all that stuff off of it. She's, she's really giving it a good whack there. And she tells us that she sent Jeffrey out on a mission to get English muffins from Model Bakery. She says it's a hundred years old in St. Helena and they are, they are known for their English muffins. But then she adds, but you never know what he's going to come up with. Hmm. Cut to Jeffrey, cruising down the interstate in the Mini Cooper, top down. He looks quite determined, and that's all we see for the for for, for now. He's he's on his way to Model Bakery, and then we pan we pan back to Ina. Uh, we don't know what Jeffrey is going to bring back, but um, she is roasting the asparagus at 400 degrees for 10 to 15 minutes, which is interesting because I feel like I just cooked. No, I no, I think I put I cooked the asparagus on the grill two weeks ago. But I always forget like the intervals of like what's the best roasting temp for asparagus. I feel like if I put my my shoestring asparagus at 400 for 10 to 15 minutes, they would just turn into dust. But I need to remember that for next time because I feel like sometimes they get a little mushy 
and sometimes they're just like perfect. So I feel like I, I'd rather have them like underdone, even though that would be hard. Anyway, um, so uh, where were we here? She roasts the asparagus, and you know I I spoke too soon because after she puts the asparagus in the oven. We're back with Jeffrey at Model Bakery, and uh, he gets a prime parking spot in front of, right in front of the bakery, really. He takes off his shades, and he's ready to get those muffin, muffins, and Jeffrey says, Ina says this place is really famous for English muffins, but she said I could get anything I wanted, and then it's like, dot, dot, dot. I think that means English muffins, which is like, yeah, get the muffins, Jeffrey. It's like, I wouldn't stray too far from the plan. And I'm glad that he knows that by now, you know, at least he should know that they've been married for a gazillion years. Um, so we're back in the kitchen and um, Ina is roasting the prosciutto. She just kind of like, it looks like really amazing prosciutto. It's just like, you know, thin pieces of it. She puts it on a sheet pan and puts them in the oven for the last five minutes of the asparagus, which is also set at 400. So, you know, double duty there. Uh, and as she closes, as she closes the oven, when she puts the prosciutto in, she says, cool. She's really, you know, she's really embracing the West Coast's uh, vernacular here. It was just, it was cute. Um, so next we're back at Model Bakery, and Jeffrey walks up, to, uh, he walks up to the counter. Uh, they look amazing. He looks nervous here. They actually look like uh, sugar donuts. They look like, they're very thick. They weren't, I didn't, ex- I don't know what I was really expecting, I guess, I guess like some sort of like English muffin, but they're $2.50 each, if anyone is wondering, which I feel, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could probably get a whole pack of English muffins for like four bucks. I don't really know the price though. Um, I'd be, I'm so bad at those, uh, you know, that game on the price is right where you have to guess the, the, like the prices of things. I would be so bad at that. I don't even know how much a gallon of milk costs. And I'm not saying that as if like money is no object. I just like, I don't pay attention. I know that like, I usually buy soy milk anyway, which I know is like annoying. No, I usually, actually I moved on to oat milk. This is not exciting in any way. Um, let's go back to Ina, shall we? So, or no, no, Ina, Jeffrey. So he orders um, two of them. I would order more if I like wanted them for throughout the week. But you know, Jeffrey takes things very literally. He only there's two of them, and he's getting two muffins. So he orders them, and then he goes off script and orders two chocolate rads, R A D S. Because I was like, what the hell is a chocolate rad? So I actually looked it up on the, the Model Bakery website, and it's like a, it's like one part cookie and one part brownie, which is like, sign me up. It's a chocolate cookie. Um, I looked up a homemade version of it on Pinterest, and it has like espresso in it and lots of, it's like chocolate chunks. It sounds like heaven. P.S. If anyone out there, this, this just made me think of it, is looking for a cookie that will like truly knock your socks off that's very similar to this get yourself to the store and buy a package of I, it, it was espresso chocolate chips you have to get the nestle toll house brand they're called morsels um and on the back of it is a recipe for like double chocolate the espresso cookies or something and they are so good i i made them and i I could probably eat the whole, and it makes a big batch too. So it will, it's truly like, they're so moist, but they're kind of like, I, I don't know, like real craggly and like a little bit crispy on the outside, but they're like perfect on the inside. So go buy them. If anyone has made them and like can attest to this, like tweet me, you know, right on the Facebook page. They're incredible. 
Um, so I, I'm imagining this cookie tastes very similar to that. Um, and where are we next here? Uh, so back to the kitchen for some hollandaise sauce, which is... Uh, I don't know if I've talked about hollandaise sauce. I love it. I could like bathe in hollandaise sauce. I remember when I was younger, I my mom would order Eggs Benedict when we were, we were out to breakfast, and I used to think it looked so gross. But of course, I never tried it. And now as an adult, I'm like, holy shit, why have I not been like eating this my entire life? It is so great. And really like... I mean, I've been at some restaurants where I was, I was about to say, like, you can't mess up Egg Benedict. And sometimes maybe there's a little bit too much butter in the hollandaise or, you know, but still, it's like, it's always pretty good. I just love Eggs Benedict a lot. And uh, speaking of eggs, she puts, um, to make the hollandaise sauce, she puts two eggs, two egg yolks in a blender, such, uh, or excuse me, some, some lemon juice, some kosher salt, a bit of pepper, and a pinch of cayenne. And once, I think she, like, blends that for like a second and then um, she takes the top off of the blender and pours six tablespoons of hot butter through the top of it it is just foolproof hollandaise is what she says and it, it looks great um i really want eggs benedict now that sounds really great and this is like a fabulous lunch like by the way which you know she's about to assemble it in just a moment but uh after the commercial break ina reminds us you know she kind of like recaps what she's doing she's like we're both in napa I sent Jeffrey out to get this stuff. Um, she said, Jeffrey is out getting muffins at Model Bakery. And then she says, wait, isn't he supposed to be working on his book? How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen is like slowly becoming one of my favorite Ina quotes. I always knew she said it, but it just makes me laugh every time. Like it's, all, it's always like when she has guests coming over, she's like, they're doing the flowers and I'm cooking. How did that happen? Or if like if she gets... I mean, Mel Brooks is the first person I think of off the top of my head. But like if someone really, oh, I think like let's use the Alec Baldwin and Mariska Hargitay episode. Like Alec Baldwin is getting the herbs. Mariska Hargitay is setting the table. How did that happen? Uh, I just love it. I just, I want to get that on a tote bag or something. You know, when I eventually make the Good Vanilla merch, uh, I feel like how did that happen? It's going to be somewhere. So uh where am i here i'm looking at my notes oh uh yeah anyway she's making these eggs and puts a significant amount of butter in the skillet just to make like two fried eggs maybe not fried but just like you know uh, over easy sunny side up eggs and i do love every once in a while when i'm making eggs like on a saturday morning like i put some butter in but then like i put like a little bit more in there because it just feels like really good to have a lot of butter in the pan Ina like doubles that it's amazing um these uh so you know i'm not going to talk about how she makes eggs it's pretty self-explanatory um so she takes the asparagus and prosciutto out of the oven she plates it up it's it looks perfect i'd say like she uses about i don't know five or six what are they called like sprigs i don't know what asparagus i'll just say five or six asparagus stems i don't know i should have looked it up but i'm not gonna um on the plate and then she puts uh the um the prosciutto down and then she puts the hollandaise on top of that and then the or maybe the eggs i should have wrote this down but i didn't anyways the things that i'm mentioning are somehow layered on top of the asparagus and it looks great it's it's really i want this for lunch um so jeffrey shows up with the goods from model bakery and Ina inspects the bag immediately, just to make sure Jeffrey got the correct items, you know. 
And this is where Jeffrey tells Ina that he got something else. And Ina's face, like, it, like, drops a little bit. She's like, you did? And then he says that they're chocolate cookies. And Ina was like, okay. Well, she's like, well, wait a minute. Are those for lunch? In, an, in a sort of tone, that, like, she says it in a way that suggests, like, you know, like, should we be bad? Should we have cookies for lunch? Uh, but it's cute. And then she, she gives Jeffrey, like, this, like, side hug but she sort of holds him in like a half noogie pose. It's like she's like, why I oughta? But also, uh, you know, it, it's just cute. I think we all know what, because Ina's like such a uh, a teeny person too. And I feel like Jeffrey's really not even that tall. But it was it was cute. So Ina grabs the lunch and she grabs Jeffrey and they head outside to eat. And then she, she said like, she said something like, we should eat outside. It is California after all. So after lunch is um, the perfect porterhouse with Tyler Florence. And I just, I just think he's so handsome. He like reminds me, I don't know. He just feels like an all American sort of like dad type. I don't know if he has kids, but I feel like he does. Uh, And I don't actually know his whole story. Like part of me feels like he was like on the next Food Network star, but I don't think he was. I think he was just like, he's in the canon of like Food Network chefs, but I feel like he's one that's always forgotten. Um, I feel like he had his own show, um, which I really enjoyed watching too. I just, I really like him. I like all the stuff that he makes and I'm, I'm glad that she included him on her sort of Napa Valley tour. So, um, we get some B-roll footage of Ina in the Mini Cooper. She's living her best life. She pulls up to Tyler's store in Mill Valley, or is it called Mill Valley? It said the store was called Mill Valley, but Ina said the store is in Mill Valley, but it really doesn't matter because the the actual um, restaurant that she's at, she said there's another restaurant called the Warfare Tavern in San Francisco, but she is going to a, one of his steakhouses called El Paseo, which means the walk in Spanish, if anyone is curious. Um, so here's where Ina meets Tyler. He looks so handsome and just like like sun-kissed. He has like the perfect tan. And he kisses her on the cheek and he tells her that she looks gorgeous. And Ina grabs his face and just like squeezes it. It's a really like cute interaction between the two of them. Uh, So they're in the kitchen and it's time for some steak. And there are three huge slabs of meat. I I don't even know what the other two were. I think like what he was trying to demonstrate was the different um, stages of, I don't want to say curing them, but they, they, they like, for instance, they have like a 20 day dried aged masami strip loin and it's basically they they put it in a room that's like temperature controlled and they basically take like 25 percent of the moisture out of the meat um it's done by like fans of some sort i mean that's what tyler was saying and i was just basically i was more smitten with tyler in this section than i forgot to take notes so there's a lot of meat going on here and then the next section we have is um tyler giving us some some steak tips pun intended um, and the first thing is to season the meat, of course. Um, but the second tip is actually that, um, oh wait, oh yeah, season the meat. And then the second tip is that he prefers a broiler compared to the grill. He says that the grill ends up burning the steak where a broiler helps it develop a nice crust, like in a natural sort of way. And the third thing that he said was that, because I think Ina said like, and then we're going to put pepper on it. He's like, actually, I, I do hold off with pepper because pepper actually burns which I, I do like pepper. I don't like a lot of pepper on stuff. It's not that it's like spicy or anything. It's just, that's just my personal preference. I know people like live for pepper, um, but I, 
you know, a moderate amount is just fine for me. But he says to just stick with salt and to, of course, to finish it off with pepper, but start with salt. So I, I love that. Um, so he puts it in a 1200 degree bo- uh, broiler for 20 minutes. It's like this big industrialized thing. Like, I don't think anyone at home can really, I mean, I guess everyone does have a broiler, right? But that would be crazy. Like, I'm thinking of broiler, like the broiler on top of your oven. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Um, so after the commercial break, uh, they take the steaks out uh, of the broiler and rest it. And it's so beautiful. Like, as opposed to just like putting on a plate and just letting, you know, maybe covering it with foil. They, they rest the steaks in cl- like a bath of clarified butter with fresh herbs. There's like sage and garlic and thyme. It is crazy how good this looks. Um, and basically, I don't know how long he said they, they let them sit there for, but I, at least like 10 to 15 minutes, I imagine. And they take them out and they sort of like dab the butter off of it. Um, and then he plates it up with like a, like a sprig of fresh thyme. It's like a whole head of roasted garlic because roasted garlic is so good. It becomes like sweet and like buttery. Oh gosh. And then on top of the steak, there's just like a little circle of like shallot butter that it looks like a coin almost that just like melts into the steak. Ugh, it looks amazing. Um, there are parts of this the steak that look a smidge too pink for me. And keep in mind, like when I order my steak, I usually order it medium. I, I rarely order it medium rare. I just get like scared that they're going to bring me out like a steak that's been cooked for like a minute on each side. I think like no matter what, like I never have ordered it like well done I think that's a crime it's like if you're going to order a steak well done just get a hamburger um well I guess hamburgers can also be (laughs) be cooked well done as well just get a you know a chicken sandwich or something uh because there is something really great about having I I must have pink in my steak but there were some pieces of this I was like that's that's almost a little bit too rare for me um with all that being said, it looks delicious. Uh, Ina and Tyler sit down for it. Was like it's it's this very romantic dinner. Honestly, it's, I feel like the restaurant is closed down, the lights are turned down, and Ina and, and Tyler are just like sitting across from each other, drinking delicious wine, and you know, just shooting the shit and eating great steak. It sounds delightful, and I love him. And I think this is the last time we see Tyler, because next Ina is off to the ferry building to get dinner for her and Jeffrey in San Francisco. So the ferry building, this ferry building looks great. It's like, I mean, people who live in San Francisco obviously probably know about it. It's it's like a farmer's market with like local artisans. It's like right up Ina Garden's Alley. Um, so she just sort of like, you know, in her element, she grabs some radishes, she um, some baby arugula, some hothouse English cucumbers, like the most adorable cherry, cherry tomatoes. They're like, smaller than the regular cherry tomato did i say potato or tomato i think i said tomato (laughs) um they're almost like like the the size of like they're bigger than a blueberry but like about the same size of a grape like a small grape i don't know if that makes sense but um they look cool so she tells us that the reason she's getting all this she's meeting jeffrey at a napa vineyard at sunset and she's got so much more shopping to do um cut to jeffrey this oh this segment with jeffrey is gold so he's at rutherford hill winery where he tells us that he is going to blend a special wine just for ina which i think is really cool and very sweet and he has such a great time and he's just adorable um 
after he tells us what he has planned for her, he says, she'll go crazy. And then, but like the way that he says it, he's like, she'll go crazy. And then he just like walks through the gate there. I don't know. It was just very matter of fact. And, um, you know, Jeffrey doesn't need to be camera ready, but so, but it's funny when he has to like, you know, like Jeffrey do it one more time, maybe a little bit more energy, like say, she'll go crazy. And then he says it the same way. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Um, so we do a lot of cutting back in the next like a couple minutes with Ina and Jeffrey. So Ina is, we cut back to Ina, who's at the cheese shop, and the guy behind the counter hands her a sample of Mount Tam, which is a triple cream cow's milk cheese. It looks like a brie almost. It looks amazing. And she said she was looking for two of them. And then after that, he hands her a sample of Wagon Wheel, which makes me think of Wagon Wheel Watusi from Burlesque, if anyone has seen it. I'm not going to do the share impression, but if you know, you know. Uh, So she orders... I guess she she takes the wagon wheel and I guess she takes the Mount Tam as well too. They both look great. They probably cost like a thousand dollars, but um, I just love cheese. I don't think I could ever give it up too. I've had vegan cheese before and and I actually don't mind it, but I think I would miss brie the most if I ever gave up cheese and mozzarella. Really, I mean, I also love Swiss. Ugh, I just love it all. Um, so next we're back at Rutherford Hill with Jeffrey where he is with um, a woman named Marissa, who is going to assist Jeffrey in, in the sort of the blending process. It's, it's very scientific. They're like in the, they're, but they're like in the basement of this, uh, this vineyard here. So she asked Jeffrey like what she likes, and he's like, well, she likes a Cote de Rhone. And so she mixes up some Merlot, and then she puts in some Rutherford Merlot, and then some Cabernet Sauvignon. And after each wine, she gives like Jeffrey a taste first before she adds them in. And he's like, ooh, I like that. I like that too. And <laughs> Jeffrey, it's just so precious. He's like, gosh, this is a lot of fun. And I just love him so much. I just, I feel also like what I was saying before about when I'm at a vineyard or a winery, like I don't know anything about wine. Like if someone says like, I mean, I know what I like, I guess, like, but I, 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 like, if someone hands me something and it, like, I would not be able to tell the difference between, like, a $50 bottle of wine and, like, a $7.99 bottle of wine. And, and I'm sure there are, like, wine enthusiasts out there that would, like, beg to differ, but I guess my palate is not as refined. I've drank, like, really expensive wine in my day, and I'm drinking, drinking, I've drank, like, mildly you know anywhere in between all the way down to like you know the franzia franzia boxed wine and i i don't really mind like i can't not that i can't tell anyway i i don't know where i'm going with this but it feels like jeffrey sort of along along the same lines like whatever is put in front of me is gonna be great the only thing i really don't like is sweet wine like i'm definitely a dry wine type of guy i don't really dabble in like semi-sweet or semi-dry like it, it just has to be dry so uh, we are with Marissa and yeah, and Jeffrey says, gosh, this is a lot of fun. And I, I just love that. So while Jeffrey is tasting every wine under the sun, really, Ina is at the market still. She grabs some roasted red peppers, some whole grain mustard and some sopressata. The man behind the counter gives her a little taste. Sopressata feels like it feels like a salami, even though I know it's not. It's like under the salami umbrella. It's, it's like a cured meat and like the little pockets of fat and there are a little bit bigger than like a salami. It's great. Um, if anyone has not taste, uh, tasted Soprasada, go get some. It's, it's, it's really lovely. 
So Ina orders a pound of that. It looks amazing. And she, you know, like, I want to go on this picnic. Like, everything that Ina is is grabbing, like, I do like the idea of, like, a no-cook picnic. Uh, but I also like the idea of, like, having a table. I think, like, I don't mind a picnic, like, sitting down, but stuff, like, starts to spill. I would just have to have, like, a big space. But I, I do like that they sit at a table uh, at the end. Um, anyway, back to the vineyard with Jeffrey. The blend is coming together quite well. And Jeffrey has his first taste. And Marissa asks if um, he feels like they're going in the right direction. And Jeffrey's like, yeah, we're really getting there. And then maybe he knows exactly what he's talking about or maybe he's already drunk. I don't know. Because I feel that's another thing about wineries is like once you got a little bit of buzz, like a little buzz on you, everything starts tasting the same. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's very precious, though, to see Jeffrey. Um, and the next thing he says, oh, my gosh, he's like, you know, this is supposed to be a very special thing for Ina. But I must say, I'm having the time of my life. Ugh. It's just so earnest and beautiful, and um, I don't think Marissa knows how lucky she is to spend the afternoon with Jeffrey Garden just blending wines, you know? It's, it's truly a gift to us all. So Ina is finishing up her shopping at the bread shop. She buys an herb slab, which is, uh, it's not a very sexy name for bread, I will say, but it looks good. It looks like an herby sort of focaccia thing. It's like a flat bread. It's probably great. Um, after Ina buys the bread, she turns to the camera and she says, as they say in California, I am so done. <laughs> and then she says, back to Napa. Oh my gosh. I just don't know who told her to say that. I, I love that that was something that she said. I am so done. And her best like Californian like surfer dude voice. And she had like a gesture with it. Ugh, this episode is great. So we're at the grand finale here. Um, finally, Ina meets Jeffrey at the vineyard. Ina is setting the table, and Jeffrey actually is still in this wine cellar having the time of his life with Marissa. And he says, boy, I t- I'll tell you what, this is just great. But is there any way that we can, you know, up the ante? And Marissa pulls out literally a bottle. Or she says, I'm going to pull out the secret weapon. And it's literally a bottle that says secret weapon. But like a printed label. It's not like an actual wine bottle. It's just like, it looks like a beaker of something, but it's actually, uh, she's like, it's just a little Syrah, which I guess is a type of wine. I feel like I've heard Ina say Syrah before. Um, and Jeffrey says, is that a, is it a real secret? And Marissa's like, it is. And Jeffrey's like, I won't tell anyone. And Marissa's like, good. (laughs) It's just like this weird back and forth. You can tell they're both, well, I don't think she's like drunk at all, but Jeffrey is, he's definitely feeling it. Um, so Marissa, after they, you know, after she gives him the secret weapon, uh, she says, why don't you make a wine label? They have these like little like stickers that they can put on the wine label and like some colored pencils and stuff. It's really fun. Um, and then we head back outside. The dinner spread is shaping up. It looks great. It's like this like glorified charcuterie board, really. It's like all the things that I mentioned that she bought at the market, you know, she's arranging it and putting some thought into it and keeping it casual she's like at she's like in the middle of the vineyard it's it's the dream really like when you think of napa valley like i want to do that um and jeffrey shows up and we find that he named the wine chateau garden 
and Ina is impressed with the label and the wine, actually. Uh, she has a sip. They both share a sip. Um, Ina loves the wine. She says, you might have a new career. And Jeffrey asks uh, what Ina brought or bought at the market, and he throws in a classic, you know, this may be the best picnic I've ever had. And Ina laughs, and she says, but wait a minute, I forgot dessert. Good thing we're in the middle of a winery. Those grapes over there look amazing. Think they'll miss them? And then they, like, like in the foreground it like focuses on like this one little like just like the grapes hanging there and uh it's cute and that's how the episode ends it's a beautiful little day that they had together and um there are a couple more episodes like i said in this series that um is this the one with the the cocktail truck is that barefoot in napa where like they hire a guy to make cocktails with them and jeffrey gets like Again, pretty buzzed, but you know, he deserves it. He works hard. He's writing that book. Um, it was a great episode, uh, and I'm excited to revisit this, you know, eventually uh, in the Barefoot in Napa series. But I think that's all I have. Uh, yeah, so let's wrap it up here. Uh, thank you all again for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. If you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can also find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.